we've got another little piece here. Uh, I want to just briefly highlight how Pepsi is adapting to COVID-19 and uh, some of the markets that they're trying to break into. So Pepsi is now adding a direct-to-consumer service to its product offering, which is supposed to help connect consumers with their snacks a little more quickly and a little more efficiently. And it should give Pepsi a more direct stake in the returns they get from those sales, um, because if they manage the platform, then they obviously can uh, get advertising dollars off the platform, um, and they can uh, maintain more of the cash flow in that operation. So they bought two new domains to sell snacks more directly to consumers. One of them is called Snacks.com, which is pretty awesome. That's a great name. And uh, PantryShop.com, a little less awesome, but still good. Uh, the pandemic has forced a lot of PepsiCo's customer base online, uh, as it has for just most customers. Um, so now when shopping for snacks, uh, the option has become, I think, much more reasonable to order it from Walmart online or Kroger online or, uh, you know, Target online and then going to pick it up or getting it delivered. And Pepsi wants in on that. Um, they got a 10% boost in their earnings last month because of snack stocking. Uh, people want their chips during the pandemic. And if this is going to continue for the next year, even if it's not at the scale, uh, I think Pepsi would want to plant a flag and say, hey, we are going to give you the option to continue to order your favorite Frito-Lay snacks online and you can do it directly through us and maybe, I don't know, you'll save a buck or two because less shipping, because you're getting it directly from us and we don't have to pay distributors, anything like that. Uh, I'm not sure what the dynamics of the business model are entirely. There wasn't a lot of info on that, but I think that's worth a follow-up later. Uh, shipping is said to only take about two business days, so I think that uh, continues to play into some of the modern e-commerce conveniences that companies like Amazon have cemented into the retail world. People expect quick delivery, so PepsiCo is trying to deliver on that quick delivery. Uh, I'm sure their infrastructure and their massive reach helps with being able to launch at scale like that. Um, Snacks.com is going to have more than 100 Frito-Lay products. PantryShop.com is going to have some meal kit options, though it's still just snacks. So it's like snack meal kits, uh, Sun Chips, Gatorades, things like that, uh, probably to help you with packing your lunch in the morning. Uh, so, yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on that? Do you think this is going to be a successful launch? Is this something you think is worth the investment? Is it worth the upkeep? What do you think? I'm... A little skeptical, I think, because I think with with snacks especially, um, like there have been times where I've gone to the store with like, you know, chips on my list, you know, on my shopping list and that sort of thing. But for the most part, I think that snacks are kind of impulse buys rather than planned. Uh, okay, I'm going to go here and I'm going to purchase snacks and then like that's what I'm going to do. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little... I'm a little skeptical, but it does kind of play into what uh, one of our more recent episodes of Secure the Bag talked about, which is that mm -hmm. Pepsi had that that diverse product offering that allowed them to not suffer as much from the lack of soda sales at places like a 7-Eleven and that sort of thing, where self-service soda machines were going to be out of out of service during this time. And so, you know, I, I think they're leaning into what's been successful for them. I'm just not positive that I see a real return on investment for, for what they're doing with Snacks.com. Yeah, um, I, I, I can kind of see uh, your take there. And I think that probably for us personally, and, you know, obviously our experiences are, you know, anecdotal here, because uh, uh, I agree, you know, for myself, I'm, I'm not a huge snacker, I tend to eat 
when I eat, you know, for those, you know, regimented times of the day. But, uh, you know, other than that, I, I kind of, I rarely eat outside of that. Um, but I understand that that's anecdotal. And especially since, you know, we've been getting into, um, you know, like I said, continuously being, you know, in our homes, um, kind of isolated a little bit, there just has been such a huge boom in the snack market. So, um, you know, maybe not for any of us here on this podcast, but for a lot of Americans and for a lot of people around the world, um, you know, that, that has been kind of become a, uh, uh, I guess a bastion of convenience and comfort is snacking. Um, however, you know, like I said, we're, we're also kind of in the, uh, transitional sort of, uh, grit your teeth and bear it type of, um, scenario right now. Um, as this, you know, continues, as we kind of normalize, you know, our, our stay at home behaviors, um, you know, that might shift, you know, there might be other areas where, you know, we start to focus on, eating healthy at home, snacking healthier, um, whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, that might shift some of those, uh, uh, consumer, uh, behaviors. But as of now, I mean, the numbers are showing that snacking's up, you know, people are, are continuously, um, you know, looking for more convenient ways for them to eat and they are eating more often <laughs> because I think we're closer to those areas that we eat at more often now. Um, so the you know, pantry we'll, we'll is only two steps away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting thing. I love that this kind of ties into that last, uh, secure the bag segment, um, because I, I think that this is an industry in, you know, food and beverage um, that we're going to want to take a look at and we'll probably, you know, have impacts in the transportation industry and in logistics, um, you know, and, and others as this shifts uh, down the road. Yeah, I'm, I'm with y'all on that. I mean, I, I think you, uh, you laid it out pretty well. In my opinion, I think this is similar to um, some of the services that we've talked about previously on Business Casual that big tech companies launch, it's something they can launch at a loss, uh, at least to start, because they have the capital investment for it, and it's really more of a power grab than it is, this is our opportunity to make, you know, finally we're going to make a profit on this. I think it's more of a, look, we want to retain more of the sales from this, we don't want people uh, getting all their snacks online from Walmart or Target, like, if we no longer have to invest in our physical footprint, then we might as well invest in our uh, digital footprint and mm -hmm. retain more of the sales long-term on that. So I think this is a long-term strategy, and I think it's something that, it you know, it doesn't have to be a success immediately for them mm -hmm. to keep pumping money into it and for it to potentially become a mainstay. So um, I, I just think we're going to have to see how the dynamics of the market continue to shift do people continue to buy their snacks online um you know do, do people have enough foresight to think what they want to be snacking on tyler like you said you know with um with you know time to spare or is that something that they're just going to go to 7-eleven and grab their chip bag and that's where frito-lay is always going to have their most sales so I, i'm not sure i just think we need to see how the customer continues to purchase their snacks and i think that will determine how pepsi moves forward with this initiative 
Yeah. And, you know, you got to keep in mind, this is a company that owns, you know, Lay's, Doritos, Quaker Foods, Cheetos, Ruffles. I mean, this is a um, a snack giant here, too. Yeah. So if, really, if anybody was going to kind of get in this space and set the precedent, um, I think this, you know, Pepsi would, would be the one. Mm, definitely. And I could also see this uh, partnering with... Um, with other quick delivery companies. So imagine if Pepsi ends up expanding snacks.com to also be kind of like a Grubhub or a um, or just any of those full delivery services, but instead it's just Frito-Lay snacks. And maybe they're a little cheaper than you might get them from, you know, doing a Grubhub order or whatever from a, a 7-Eleven or a convenience store or, or doing... In grocery pickup, I think it could play into the quick delivery that people want. And to your point, Tyler, is two business days even fast enough for my snacks? Right. Uh, most people have a craving and they want it now. And it's less like, ah, I think I'm going to want these chips in three days. It's <laughs> like, I want chips now. So, uh, you know, I want my soda now. So will Pepsi be able to... Uh, thrive in this online space even with that two-day delay i'm not sure but i could see this being an impetus to uh bust even further into the market and at least partner with another um another already established delivery company to try to get these snacks to people faster uh but still retain that market share that it seems that they're craving to reabsorb yeah, I don't want to digress here, but that made me no, yeah. think of, of um, you know, how in other countries, specifically, you know, Japan, how much of their retail system is set up on vending machines. And I wonder how much contactless vending machines, contactless payment um, is going to just translate into the rest of our society, uh, you know, where we can set up pipelines of being able to actually purchase goods on a whim, similar to the way that we would, you know, at a convenience store. Um, but also with a hyper focus on, you know, paying through it with your phone, you know, not coming into contact with the machine itself, you know, um, all of these aspects that I think are kind of keeping us away from the supermarket, um, or even, you know, your local convenience store, um, that might translate into the way that we can purchase not only snacks, but everything from you know electronics to clothing to other um items as well so uh you know i th that might be on you know the the opposite end of kind of where they're heading here with this e-commerce approach but also maybe a uh, an answer to some of those more immediate needs that mm -hmm. the consumer might have 100 percent. this was a snippet from business casual with daniel litwin and tyler kern your b2b morning radio show Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.